listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we are going to get into our second hour right now. It is 8.04 on a beautiful, sunny Tuesday morning here in Newcastle. If you are not currently experiencing sunny weather, I feel a little bit sorry for you because we were in that place for weeks and weeks and weeks. Months and months. And now we finally have some sun, but it's cooling down as well. So I actually like the weather at the moment. It's kind of like in that middle of being cold but clear, uh, which is nice. But we're going to have a another clue for the quiz. You guys have been doing really well in sending us through answers and different things, getting your name in the draw, in the running. But right now, oh, let's have this another one clue should for the clinch quiz. It. This one should clinch you reckon? it. Here we go. Clue number four. Adam and Eve are my parents. Adam and Eve are my parents. Okay, so this is very much uh, a tell. Mm. So this person is faithful. Okay. They're a, sh- they're a faithful shepherd yep. who was killed that's and Adam right. and Eve are their parents. Exactly. Okay, I think you guys should maybe know this one now. 0491-064-669 is the number to call. If you don't know it, well then, congratulations for, for tuning into Faith FM this morning and uh, joining us throughout the breakfast show. And uh, we give you permission if you want to know who this is. And if you're not a regular church attender, we give you some some slight permission to go and to, to look these answers up. But if you are a regular church attender, please challenge yourself. But we have, um, as a prize this week, the Bible study companion box set full of incredible Bible study commentaries going all the way from Genesis until the end of time. So 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. And we have a few text messages here, uh, Denny, just, you know, people talking about the show and talking about, uh, you know, the things that we have been commenting on here is the first test message. It says, so glad you survived your motorbike accident. Hooray for the MRI machines. I had my fair share of visits as well, mm. which is uh, a yeah, classic. So, you know, my, my brother in, in MRI machines, the worst one. So when I actually had that crash, I've had MRIs like on my knee, um, on my, on my elbow, that kind of thing. But when it's on your brain and mm. you have a concussion, and a headache and you have to sit there for 40 minutes dead still because if you move then uh you are you know you throw the machine out of whack and have to start again it is like it is torturous like and also you know you can't bring your phone in there you can't read the bible in there you just gotta be just dead still Mm. and uh yeah interesting interesting stuff so hopefully these new mri machines come out and do a fantastic job street priest preacher arrested in the uk for hate speech sanity rules insanity rules this time the hate against christians and christ is demonic the world will soon see what happens when god has been removed from humanity ollie london wants to be trans transracial uh transnational uh he actually is, as we all come originally, from the same parents. We are all brothers and sisters. If only Satan had not divided humanity by false religions, what a beautiful world we would live in. Mm, uh, and the word was made flesh. Yeah, so that's actually true. You know, we are brothers. We're and, all from Adam and Eve. Uh, uh, brothers and sisters. I, I think, like, the, you know, the, the big... Um, connotations that come with being like transracial is actually it it stems from racial injustice it stems from a bad place and if that those injustices didn't exist that doesn't then mean that i'm comfortable with ollie london saying that he wants to to look like a uh, a bts member or whatever it may be uh but regardless um yeah we should we should i think i think it all it boils down to um lawson if we lose if we lose the truth that we are created all in the image of God, 
you know, from the very beginning there, Genesis 1, you know, in the beginning God created, you know, humanity in his own image, male and female, he created them. And so when we lose that, then we can come up with all sorts of other, you know, um, things of, 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 of who we are, where we're from and what we want. So when you know you're created in God's image, that is enough. You mm. are fulfilled. There's nothing more mm. that you need. Amen. And uh, finally here, it is not beyond the realms of impossibility that children will not know they were born of the womb. I believe the devil hates the woman because God blessed her with the ability to co-create. The devil hates God's creation. We are made in God's image. Uh, The end of days... The devil is doing everything to take God out of the world. I believe the devil is making man in his image. Transhumanism uh, through various channels, mRNA, AI, biotechnology, design of children. Those generations of children will not know God. It's happening now. And I, I believe this was this this was sparked by, by a lot of things that we talked about. We also, you mentioned uh, how I believe it was the, the Minister for Women couldn't identify what a woman yeah. was. And I believe this is something that Lyle has talked on a bunch. We are seeing a real attack on women at women at the moment in many different ways. Um, and they're being framed as liberations and justices, but they're actually uh, abuses and injustices. Now, a lot of the things mentioned in this text message, I, I you know, can't say that I've necessarily have a fantastic understanding of, but uh, what I do know is that the devil hates God's creation. He 100% does, and he's doing everything he can to undermine our connection with God. Mm. Uh, so let's you know, run to Jesus, run to him. Amen. He will definitely, as the Bible calls him our mediator, he will definitely connect us back to God. He is God, and he loves us, and he has died for us. So let's go to him. That was sent in from Paula, by the way. And uh, thank you, everyone, for your text messages this morning. Thank you for doing a fantastic job answering the quiz questions correctly. We want to continue to encourage you to get those answers in. But right now, we are going to get into a Bible study, and uh, we're going to be spending our time today in the book of Genesis, and specifically Genesis chapter 15. I love this chapter so much. It is so deep. It is so rich um, with, you know, a bunch of different things going on. Uh, and I actually preached about this recently. I preached oh, about wow. the, the covenant with Abraham, God's covenant uh, with humanity, these kinds of things. So I, I am just a bit enveloped in this chapter right now. I'm, I'm really, really into it. But up until this point, uh, Denny, we come to Genesis 15. Mm-hmm. What has happened immediately before this? Well, before this, if you go right to the beginning, obviously you have uh, Abraham who, well, Abram, as he was known Mm -hmm. before he became Abraham, called by God um, Mm -hmm. with a very specific purpose that God Mm -hmm. would use him Mm -hmm. um, in a mighty way to to be a blessing to the entire world. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the the ultimate seed that God promised to Adam and Eve would come through the line of Abram. Mm -hmm. He would be, you know, the father of a mighty nation, um, Mm -hmm. the, the father that, yeah, would would bring forth the Messiah. Yeah, that's right. So he's ultimately an extension and or, to leave, or, or a f- fulfillment yeah. of the original promise that was given to Adam and Eve. Uh, God promised Adam and Eve sin would be crushed and destroyed. And, you know, their thought immediately, as we've covered here on the show, as we've been working our way through the book of Genesis, their immediate thought is, oh, we're going to have a son who's going to be the Messiah, and his name is Cain, and he's going to do everything for well, us. That's why they named him. Sa- Cain. Sa- yeah, that's right. 
That's yeah. why they, they named him Cain, one who was acquired from the Lord. Yeah. He definitely disappointed them. And, you know, since then we've had a flood, we've had a Tower of Babel, we've had all these different things taking place. But now we get to this point in time, we meet Abram, as we've been seeing. He is called out of Ur uh, to be a you know, a great man with many descendants. His name would be famous throughout the world, but through his descendants, the whole world would be blessed. And Mm. we see that that is our first kind of covenantal promise here about the Messiah coming. Well, not the first one. It was promised originally to Adam and Eve, but this is a fulfillment as they're, you know, journeying through that timeline. Now, last week we covered Abraham's excursion into Egypt, Mm. and the kind of naughty stuff that he got up to there, telling half-truths and lying and giving away his wife, you know, uh, but then taking it back, luckily being protected, and the mercy of God really working in his situation. Uh, But we also talked about the faithfulness of Abraham that came as a result. It's interesting. Abraham was faithful to God's calling in the the beginning. Uh, Then he shows off some real faithlessness, by not trusting God and staying in the land of uh, Canaan. And as a result, you know, you have this situation in Egypt. Then he follows that up by saving his nephew Lot and, mm. and warring against, you know, Chedorlaomer and the Elamites, which was in- incredible faithfulness, taking a tiny war party up against an army with tens of thousands of people and ultimately winning um, mm. and, you know, being able to share those spoils and 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 whatnot uh but also give them back to the uh the kings but then we what we didn't cover last week was this situation between abram and melchizedek and mm, i don't know if we necessarily have time to jump in today maybe we can just do a small recap and uh and, and just highlight the story for being a really again amazing show of abram's faithfulness towards god at this point You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So, Denny, can you pick it up for us, actually, in chapter 14? And let's read from 18 to the end of the chapter. Sure. Here we go. So I'm reading from the New King James Version, and it says... It's the NLT, right? Oh, is that? No, that is the New King James. Fantastic. Is that what you're after? Yes, that is 100%. Awesome. I thought you had the other Bible, but that's... I'm happy to use whatever you... NLT is my favorite version. So. Oh, no, 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 no. The New King James, sorry. Okay. The NLT is the one we have here in the studio. Cool. New King James my favorite. You can go for it. Oh, well, either way, it's new. So um, <laughs> to some <laughs> who have never heard this before. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your hand Sorry, your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Now the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap, and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich. Except only what the young men have eaten and the portion of the men who went with me. Anna, Eshol, and Mamre, let them take their portion. Mm. Okay, so we see here Abram on his way back, you know, from attacking the Elamites and saving Lot with his small war party. They have all this stuff and they start by paying tithe 
mm. on all that stuff or returning tithe. They ultimately recognized that this stuff was, you know, this victory was given to them by God. That's uh, right. God has enabled them to receive this victory. God has enabled Abram to, you know, be a wealthy guy in the first place, to have everything that he needs to be able to follow him. It's a bit of a change of tune of what we've seen in the, in the previous chapters where Abram is like, oh, I don't have enough. Oh, there is a, there is a drought and oh, we're all going to die and lose our lives and whatever it may be. It's really changed his tune here. He's like, no, God has given me so much that I'm, I'm willing to return 10% to him because that's what he has called me. This is called me to do. This is the first instance of time, tithe that we actually see returned. In the Bible, could I, could I just mention this? Yes, mm. and I, I believe that's really, um, really important and critical. You have here, you know, Melchizedek, this king of Salem, and that becomes, you know, the city of Jerusalem later. Mm. Um, and he he first ministers to Abraham. You know, he brings out bread and wine, and he was a priest also of God. So he was a king and he was a priest. This is a type of Christ mm. um, with no beginning and no end. And it's picked up in the book of Hebrews. So we have here God, first and foremost, through this priest Melchizedek, ministering to Abram. So God takes the initiative, he ministers, and then Abram gives a tithe. Mm. He responds. So this is really the plan of salvation here in this text, Lawson. Mm. We have God always taking the initiative. Mm. And then we respond to God's initiative. And that's how the Ten Commandments begin. You know, I'm the Mm. Lord your God who took you out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Therefore, you shall have no other gods before me. I'm inviting you to place me first and foremost in your life because I have delivered you. I have saved you. I am your redeemer. I'm inviting you now to give your Mm. life to the one who loves you most. And I think this is just such a beautiful picture of salvation Mm. right here. Mm. It kind of reminds me, I believe it's either First Peter or Second Peter, regardless, it's chapter 3, where he talks about uh, baptism. And we just had Nikita on the show talking about her baptism and how God's worked in her life. Uh, and I love how it puts in brackets, it talks about baptism as an, as an anti-type of what Christ has done. And it says, now, now baptism, the thing that saves us, and then it puts in brackets, not that it cleans us, but is a showing of good conscience towards God. It's a response of good conscience towards mm. God. Then we get baptized. It's ultimately, again, when it comes to the plan of salvation and baptism being such a clear symbol of salvation, you know, the fact that Jesus died, he was buried, he rose again. We accept that by going through those same steps. Ultimately, it's communicating like, wow, God has mm. done this first. Therefore, as an anti-type or as a symbol of what God has done, I am participating in that also. And we see that taking place in the book of Genesis as well. So I think, yeah, really, really beautiful picture there. He returns tithes to God because he recognizes, wow, God has worked in this situation. Um, Again, we have that broader spiritual application to all of us where God is has has come to us. He has taken the initiative. He has gone first. Um, but in, in Abram's life, in a very real sense, God has literally worked through him to defeat the Sodomites. Uh, sorry, not to defeat the Sodomites, to help the Sodomites, actually, to defeat the Elamites. And so he is, like, returning that tithe, saying, wow, God, this increase comes from God. But it's interesting that he doesn't even keep giving the money. He tithes it. Um, but then we see that he gives all of it back to to the sodomites. He gives it. He's like, no, nah, don't want, don't want any of it. Um, the uh, the sodomites they want to share the spoil to you know to give him some kind of recognition. He's like, no, nope, I don't want any recognition at all. Mm. You can have all this stuff back. I don't even want it. I am rich. I am wealthy. I'm following the Lord. I don't need your stuff. Yeah, which is uh, which is incredible. I, I believe really, really beautiful picture here. Now. 
we come to chapter 15. The question is, because in this chapter, we're going to see God affirming his covenant with Abraham again. Uh, the question is, up until this point, has Abram been faithful? Yes, he has, and yes, he hasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's done the typical human thing. That's in right. That, in that, you know, when... You know, we, we tend to be faithful when the sun is shining, mm-hmm. things are going reasonably well according to plan. But when things, you know, go go out of out of kilter, we can mm-hmm. often lean on our own understanding, as the Bible says, you know. That's right. Um, trust mm-hmm. in the Lord your God, but don't lean on your own understanding. Mm-hmm. And poor Abram, he decided, yeah, that he would head down to Egypt, as you yep. pointed out earlier, when the tough times came in Canaan. Mm-hmm. Instead but- of trusting in God, we'd have got no mention of God saying to Abram, head down to Egypt, yep. as we had God originally saying, mm-hmm. go out of this land and go to a place where I'm taking you. Mm. But praise the Lord, like after this situation, like Abram at this point, like the temptation of Egypt and everything happened there. Like, you know, there are temptations in people's life that lead them so off track from God that they never come back. Mm. Whereas Abram decides like, no, I'm, I'm going to come back to God. He repents uh, and then he displays faithfulness. So he displays faithfulness before he falls, he repents and yeah. shows faithfulness after. Absolutely. And I believe this is one of the perfect illustrations of, again, what salvation looks like in the life of a human, because the reality is we are all sinners. We will all fall. But what God is requiring from us is that we repent and come mm. back. This is actually the, the crazy thing that we see in the world at the moment, even you know in, in Christianity and the, the way that things are trending is that people have decided that, you know, like they're like okay yeah everyone sins everyone sins um but when it comes to f- what what is faithful to god and what what is faithfulness is okay everyone sins um uh, but i'm going to repent and obey him and come back to him and i'm going yeah. to confess and repent and obey him and come back whereas you know what we see a lot of people do today is say everyone sins uh therefore we don't need to repent mm. but no god is requiring repentance from mm. us he's requiring obedience and that's what Abram does. So, that's right. But it's for our own good. Yeah. Uh, repentance is always for our own good. Whatever God invites us to do, it's for our own good. And repentance simply means, you know, doing a U-turn. Um, yeah. You're heading in the wrong direction. Oh, and you realize God through the Holy Spirit helps you to realize that you're heading in the wrong direction. You're, you're heading towards the cliff. You're heading towards the big pothole. And he says, no, I've got a better plan, a better place for yeah. you. And so you do a U-turn and you head in the right direction. So everything that God invites us to do is for our best That's right. in the here and now as well as for eternity. And um, it's just like a parent. A parent mm. only wants what's best for their child. Even though the child sometimes may feel really, you know, down on on why why do I have to do this? Why do I have to eat that? Why do I have to put on these clothes? Why do we have to do this? There's a lot of whys, but it's always for the child's best interest. And so too, we're children of God. And so everything God does is in the context of his love for us. He wants to save us. He wants us to be, he wants us to be part of a, uh, a world, a universe where there's not going to be any sin and suffering and sorrow, just mm. genuine love. That's what God wants for us. But sometimes we just don't get it and we just, mm. we, we're going against him. We're kind of like, and it's, he must be frustrated. Yeah. It's interesting. We've actually been seeing that play out in the life of Lot as we've mm. been reading this pages, like someone who is perfectly positioned to have an amazing life, to follow God, to do his will. Um, but because of 
you know, the desire of sin, like consistently going off track. And we actually see that that leads to a terrible situation in his life. But I would say, yes, up until this point, Abram has been faithful in the sense that he has been um, following God. And when he has stopped following God, he has repented and came back. Mm, And at this point, God actually confirms his covenant and outlines some of the details of the future history of the Israelites. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and right now we are going to have another, our final clue for the quiz. So give us, it should be... Okay, here we go. I was murdered by my brother Cain. That's... 0491 is the number to call. We won't even go through the rest of the, the clues. Not. I was murdered by my brother Cain. If you know the answer to that, I'll read that number one more time. 0491 Give us a call. Give us a text. And go in the running to win the Bible Study Companion Boxed Set. These are like massive, amazing Awesome and expensive the commentaries. The greatest blessing you will ever have. Literally, uh, we are we are we're like in the studio, like talking about just taking these for ourselves. I read um, them every day, but um, we're not going to because we want to give them to you. Mm. If you know the answer, you will go into the draw to win. Make sure you say, "May I enter the quiz?" as you answer the question correctly. But zero four nine one. 064-669. And that prize will be drawn uh, on Friday. So make sure you are staying tuned, getting, you know, if you answer every single day correctly, let's say if you answer every day correctly and you're the first person to answer each day, you have 10 entries into the quiz versus someone who could have like one or two or three or maybe five because they also answered every day. But if you're getting to the phones first, then, and we reward you for that, like, because, you know, the first questions are harder. The later questions are fair That's easier. Fair um, but that being said, last week's winner, last week's winner, she answered the quiz correctly at 8.30. So we drew it, drew it at 8.45 on Friday. Mm-hmm. She answered on Friday at 8.30. That was the only one she ha- answered. She had one entry and she won the prize. Wow. Uh, she won the Erky Canvas Vegan Cookbook. Uh, but you can win this Bible study set. Make sure you're just getting those in. Please participate. Uh, but right now, let's get back to our Bible study. We are talking about Abram. We are saying, yes, he was a faithful guy. He was journeying with God. He was coming back to God. He was tripping and stumbling and falling and failing. And we'll see uh, in, in the past and in the future, he would continue to do that. Uh, but God is working in his life. And then we come to this point But he kept here. his eyes on Christ. That's right. On God. He That's kept right. his eyes on the prize. He kept he he came back. That's Praise right. the Lord. Right. Now, let's read uh, Genesis chapter 15 and we'll pick it up in verse 1 to 3. Okay. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, "Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward." But Abram said, "Lord God, what will you give me?" Seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. Mm, interesting. Okay, so Abraham's kind of fronting to God right now. And uh, yeah, making some requests here. But God comes to him first. God rocks up first and initiates this conversation. Maybe you can see that. Do not be afraid. I love that. Yeah. Jesus over and over again. Do Don't not be, be afraid. afraid. Don't be afraid. Now, my question is, 
Uh, because the reason he says, don't be afraid, like he says, don't be afraid. And maybe it's because like, you know, how like the presence of God might show up and be very frightening to people. We see that people see like angels and like, you know, fall down because of fear and whatever it may be. Um, but the, you know, the Lord is showing up here. He says, do not be afraid. But then he gives a reason as to why I'm your shield. You're exceedingly great reward. I don't necessarily think that the presence of God was startling to Abram. I think he's more talking about in a general sense. Um, but surely wouldn't Abram already know this because he's just gone to war against a, you know, tens of thousands of strong army with 300 people and just beat all of them? Like, wouldn't have Abram known this at this point, that God was his shield, God was protecting him, God was working through them? In fact, uh, that's what he says to the king of Sodom, and that's why he gives the king of Sodom all his stuff back. Like, I don't need your stuff because it's not me who saved you. It was the Lord, like the Lord working through us. What do you, what do you think's going on here? I think what's going on here is in connection with what Abram um, shares with God when God says to him, do not be afraid. I believe that that Abram is is having some some fear, some doubts mm-hmm. creep in as to whether mm-hmm. God's promise would be fulfilled. That mm-hmm. initial promise I'm going to make of you a great nation. You know, the world will be blessed through mm-hmm. you. And Abram's his fearing that that promise um, will not be fulfilled because he's getting on in years, nothing's right. happening, mm-hmm. and he's asking God the question. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm sure at this point he is, you know, he's not coming into a healthy age to uh, give birth to a child. He's very much leaving it. And he's, well, he's in his 80s. He's in his 80s, yeah. yeah. And so he's thinking like, man, this this needs to happen quick. Like this needs to hurry up and, and take place. I think also simultaneously, yes, while God is protecting him and leading him to win these battles, like he is consistently putting his life on the line for the Lord. And if he dies and he doesn't even have a kid, then, man, like, it could be all over, like, for, for him and for well, God's plan. Well, the big thing is the promise of God. And Abram would have connected God's promise to bless him that he may be a blessing to the nations. He would have connected that with Genesis 3.15, mm. that first promise that God gave to Adam and Eve regarding the serpent's head would be crushed by the seed of the woman. He would have mm. connected that. He would have mm. known that. And so that was what was first and foremost in his mind. So his asking and wondering the question, is God going to come through with that salvation promise? Mm. For Abram, he could not care less about goods and chattels. Mm. All he cared about was the promised Messiah. That's right. That is what he cared about. Mm. And I think there's a lesson there for us, mm. you know, where is our focus? And Abram's focus was on the promised Messiah. Yep. God has come to him. He said, I'm your great shield. Abram has responded and he's like, God, if you are really there for me, like, what are you going to do about it? Mm. God, uh, step up. I'm fulfilling my side. Yes, I've fallen astray and, and you have protected me and everything, but I'm doing what I can. Like, God, you know, my, the, the heir of my house is Eliezer from Damascus. Like, I don't even have anyone, you know, to be an heir to bring forth this. That was common promise. back then. You know, if you didn't have any children, you could have, you know, one of your, you know, your main servant would be the one that would take over. Yeah, that's right. Um, the estate and, and, and the family line. So so that was that was normal as it is in as it is today, you know, mm-hmm. in, in many situations. Yeah. 
But God reassures him, no, the promise will be fulfilled. Yeah, we come to verse 4, actually. Let's read verse 4 to 6, if you could, for us, Danny. Sure. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one, speaking of Eliezer, shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look, look toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Mm, now, that verse 6 is one that we love to, to mm. focus on and, and take in. But before we get there, you know, we see God respond here. Mm. Um, God sees Abram's concerns, and he, he says, yep, they're fair enough. But no, there is going to be this, this promise is going to be fulfilled. Mm. I'm going to work in your life. And look at the point that he says. Like, look at the stars of the sky like that's going to be what your descendants are like i think it's like firstly um in numbered because he, he indicates mm. number but secondarily like does does abraham have any control over the spread like like let's say abraham because we know he ends up having birth you know giving birth like his family sarah they give birth to a child who is the one that would bring forth the promise um what if isaac were to just die immediately mm, that's right it's also god's job in this sense, to establish him as a nation. What can Abram do? Can Abram set up a whole nation of people just from his no. one son? No. But it's like God put the, the the stars in the sky. God is going to establish his descendants mm-hmm. as the nation that would bring forth the Messiah. Um, and as a result, like Abram realizes, wait, this is something that I have no voice in. I have no mm. actual um, ability to participate in. And therefore... It's God's responsibility, so I'm going to believe in him and his ability to do this. And it's accounted to him as righteousness, Mm. which is amazing. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Okay, so thank you for listening to the show. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. And right now we are getting in to uh, our question today. Before we do, we have a few different text messages here on the text line. Hello, on the word trans, translender. I'm a thin person in a fat person's body. Wow, that is very... That is very... That, that, that's positive thinking. That is positive. That is positive that is thinking honest. to the max. I we love it. thank you for, for letting <laughs> us know. We also we have to have uh, some more text messages here. Repentance is a change of heart and a change of mind mm. toward the Lord God, therefore choosing to walk the way of the Lord Almighty. And that comes from Scott from Toowoomba. Mm. So, Scott, thank Spot you on. for sending those in. Thank you for sending those comments. And thank you for participating in the quiz and the show. But right now it is time for... Question of the day. All right, our question of the day question is today. Uh, Danny, where does faith come from? Well, good question. According to the scriptures, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. So our faith is grounded and built on the word of God, just Mm as Abram's faith was built on the word of God, the audible word of God Mm -hmm. that he heard. So too, our faith is grounded and founded in the word of God itself, the scriptures, which Mm -hmm. are the word of God in print. Mm-hmm. So what would enable us then if faith is coming from the word of God? You, you know, do we just like, if I just 
have the Bible on me, then I've got faith. If I've got it in my no. backpack, then I'm a faithful or person. Put it under your pillow. Yeah, that's right. Put it under my pillow. Maybe like get a chain around my neck and attach it. Like, you know, if I'm just always holding it in hand, how is it that faith actually in, increases? Like, what do we need to do with the Bible to? Well, to- we need to read it. It's as simple as that. We need to read it. Wow. We can listen to it. Uh-huh. Um, but it's about, you know, partaking of the word. The Bible mm-hmm. says by beholding, we become changed. Um, we, you know, we, we know that the things that we learn, the things that we practice, um, we've spent time, you know, learning. And so that is the most important thing is to spend time in the word, just to mm-hmm. take quiet time each and every day without distractions and just to spend time in God's word, inviting God to, you know, download his message of love into our hearts and into our minds, beginning with the Gospels. That's a great place to begin. Or beginning in Genesis where we have been going through, you know, in the last number of weeks. Um, just, yes, yeah, spending time in God's word where, wherever it may be and starting off with just a few minutes a day to begin with if you find it a challenge and just let it grow on you. Let mm. it grow on you. And that relationship with God will grow. Uh, you'll get to know God. He, mm. You'll have an opportunity to understand his plans for your life. And it's just a beautiful journey. So there's nothing like developing faith on the on, on, on the basis of God's word and mm. God's instructions. And your faith will grow like that mustard seed. It will just grow mm. and grow and grow and grow. Mm. And we also can't understate as well as, you know, taking in the word, also God supplementing our attempts to grow in faith with power from the Holy Spirit for us to actually um, display faith mm. and to do faithful things, to act in a faithful way, as the Bible says, like we, uh, you know, the human heart is deceitfully wicked above all things who can know it. Like we do the things that we ought not to do, even though we don't want to do mm. them. Uh, we have a problem. We have a sin problem. And yet God in working in our lives, um, he supplements that those attempts that we make to grow in our knowledge of him um, to help us to practice faith. You know, my mind thinks of the story in Mark chapter nine, where you've got the guy and he's got the paralytic son and Jesus says to him, you know, Oh, if you believe like all things are possible, like for those who have faith. And he says, I believe, but help my unbelief. Mm. This is his response to Jesus. And as a result, then the miracle happens. And what he's indicating here is like, yes, I am making the, the free will choice. I am acting upon my free will to, to believe in you. But God, like I know that I, I don't have enough. Like I'm not up to it. Lord, help my unbelief. Mm. I'm making the choice to believe in you, but help my unbelief. And as a result, like God does, God works in his mm. heart. Amen. And we also see Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10. God writing the laws on our hearts and on our minds, working in our lives so that we can, again, act and display faith that we can be obedient to him by his power. We see mm. that's his responsibility is to work in our hearts. It's and a so gift. Praise it's a the gift, Lord. Yeah. God is working in our lives. But we have a choice to make today to ask him to come into our life and to read his word. Fantastic. And Danny, we've come to the end of the show. Can't believe it. It's already zipped along that quickly. That's right. We're looking at the air about to turn over to... To 9 a.m., people are getting out of their cars, walking into their workplaces. Maybe you're already at your workplaces. You've got your headphones in. You're listening to the show and you know, doing two things at once. And we thank you for that. We thank you for listening, for participating in the quiz and for being Only the women us. are doing that, not the men. Sorry? Two things at once. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, the men are either working or listening to the that's show. Right. That's they right. They can't be done both. If they're listening to the show, then they're not working. And we admire your dedication, but we also don't want you to lose your job. But, well... 
you know, we have Tassie Encounters coming up after this. So that is some more amazing programming that you guys have the opportunity to listen to. And hey, we want to invite you guys to spend some time with Jesus today. Spend some time studying your Bible and getting to know him better. But also remember to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.